Welcome to Rise from the Scars. I'm your host, Vanessa Whiting. This is a space for transparent conversation about many different life experiences, relationships, and even trauma. A place to be able to tell your story or have your story told, to own your truth, and to rise above the pain. When we learn to embrace our experiences, tell our truth with transparency, then we triumph. Don't be afraid to tell your story and to own your truth. But when doing that, be strong and know that we're in this together. So let's rise. Now on to the episode. Welcome to episode six, the profile of an abuser. I know that I mentioned in one of the earlier podcasts that this is not specifically a domestic violence podcast, but my heart is with um, intimate or domestic partner violence. So I want to talk about the profile of an abuser because I don't think we know exactly what that looks like. You may hear me talk a lot about that in the next couple of months because um, leading up to Domestic Violence Awareness Month in October, I will deal a great bit about that because I think we need to be a little bit more aware of what's right in front of us. So let's talk about the profile of an abuser. Can you identify one? Do you know what he looks like or she looks like? No, not really. It's not easy to identify an abusive person just by their appearance. An abuser does not grow horns or anything like that. Doesn't snort like a bull um, before they smack you across the face or hurl an arsenal of verbal weapons at you. Many abusers are very charming, well-dressed, cultured people who act one way in public and another way at home. It is wrong to characterize an abuser as someone who is a drug addict or an alcoholic because most abusers are not either one of those things. Researchers in the field of abuse have drawn a variety of profiles of abusive men after several years of working closely with them, and they identify them in eight groups of batterers. But keep in mind, we will mention the eight groups of men, but women are not excluded um, from being abusers either. They just don't do as many studies on them. So the first one is a man who is unable to control his impulsive behavior or who will change pretty quickly um, like a Jekyll and Hyde sort of pattern. Number two is the man who demands strict adherence to rules and with no emotion meet out all kinds of punishment to those who break the rules. Three is a man who is very rebellious, hostile, dependent, and low in self-esteem. Four is the man who is very aggressive and antisocial. Five are men who exhibit great and inexplicable mood swings. Six is the man who are outwardly pleasant, but unable to handle rejection. And they are aggressive when they feel like their wife or the girlfriend has let them down. Seven is the man who is excessively dependent, anxious, and depressed. And then number eight is the man who shows only minor signs of all of the other seven characteristics and have no psychopathology. 
It is believed that the majority of abusers do not act out of mental illness, but instead from the social development used of immature or neurotic defense mechanisms to satisfy or seek to satisfy the emotional needs that may have been unfulfilled in childhood. What are defense mechanisms? They are the ways people handle conflict. One person may handle failure by blaming someone else or striking out in rage, while another person may either deny it or laugh it off. But most abusers use three defense mechanisms, repression, acting out, or projection. If you're in a relationship and you notice that there are some red flags, don't disregard the red flags. Contrary to what media portrays, there is no physical or social profile of a person who is an abuser, be it physical, domestic abuse, emotional, verbal, psychological abuse. In other words, a blue collar or white collar person, um, upper class, middle class, poor, um, any of those can all be an abuser. There is, however, a very clear behavior profile of an abuser, and they can be charming. The abuser might be charming and romantic, showering praise, adoration, and attention. He or she expresses intense emotion and feelings for the victim and quickly pushes to get engaged or, or live together. And another sign is jealousy. Beware. Do not equate jealousy with love. The abuser would display extreme examples of jealousy and control over the victim or talks to or hangs out with. And then there's control. Controls decision-making over their victim, whether it be a fiancé or girlfriend. The victim's safety and victim's freedom and movement and in socializing. Breaking objects or punching walls, this is another form of control. Punishment and manipulation intended to create fear in the victim. And it's done very often and very subtle in most cases. You may think that the, the little things don't matter. He just gets angry sometimes and punches the wall. Be careful of that because that can escalate into something a little more serious. And then there's isolation. Isolates the victim from their friends and their family. Accuses the friends and family of trying to destroy the relationship. Which none of that is true. That is, you have to be careful with that one. If you find yourself in a relationship with someone who doesn't want you to have your friends close or your family's close and they accuse you of all different types of situations or scenarios. Maybe you're sleeping with a friend. Um, in that case is not necessarily true, but in their mind it's true. You have to be very careful of that because that can be dangerous in the long run because you can't control someone else's thoughts. And if those thoughts take them outside of a realm of rational thinking, that could turn deadly for you as the victim. And then don't add alcohol and drug abuse. The abuse of drugs and alcohol further drives the abusive behavior and sometimes becomes the excuse. Uh, well, I hit you because I was drunk. I won't drink anymore. 
But then that cycle is repetitive. It just continues to happen over and over. And the more they drink, the more abusive they get. And then it just never stops. You think it will, but it never stops. And then you have someone who has a split personality, just adds another level of dynamic. That personality like a Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, sweet and kind and thoughtful in one moment, and then angry, moody, and violent in the next moment. The Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde personality, I know all too well. I used to live with one. But he came in the right package, so I thought. He is very well-dressed, charismatic, charming, as I talked about earlier. He had everybody won over, especially my mom, when he first came bearing gifts and flowers so that she could win him over as the good guy. No one ever thought the preacher's son would be the abuser that he turned out to be. He did, again, come in the right package, being well-dressed, well-groomed. He knew what to say. He knew when to say it and how to say it. But don't let that fool you. I didn't see the signs. But when you live with an abuser who's very charismatic and very apologetic, and he can be a Jekyll and Hyde, he can be very sweet when he wanted to be, but very moody at other times. There were many days I walked on eggshells because I didn't know when he would become explosive. But one time comes to mind is leaving a office Christmas party. We had had a great time with my coworkers and friends. Everybody drank and was merry. And we were leaving the party after him being the, the life and laughter that night. We were driving off of the exit ramp on a major interstate, 95, and I never saw it coming. Didn't know why. I didn't say anything to prompt it, but I was punched in the face so hard that I saw stars. What I imagined to be what would be like a cartoon, but it was real. My face was extremely swollen for days, had to ice it when I got home and had to cover up with makeup to go to work on that Monday. Never thought the man that I initially married, who was very charming and sweet and knew all the right things to say and all the right gifts to bring, would turn into that person. So I say that to say this, never judge the book by its cover. Never think because somebody may be in a white-collar job that they can't be an abuser. That they're in a blue-collar job, and they might be. None of that is true. You never know the package that an abuser is going to come in. But if there are some red flags, pay attention to them. Because they could save your life. If you know someone or you think you know someone that might be experiencing any form of domestic or intimate partner violence, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline 24 hours a day at 1-800-799-SAFE. Again, that's 1-800-799-7233. 
If you also want to know some additional signs to domestic or intimate partner violence, visit my website at soulful-solutions.com and pick up my book, The Matrix, A Look Inside Domestic Violence. It could save a life.